Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Stam, and stepping in with me today, super sub, it's Stefan. Hello, good morning, afternoon, or evening. Yes, depending on when you're listening. Yeah, very true. Um, at the time of recording, it's uh, about half past three on the 19th of March, year of our Lord, 2020. Yes. Um, uh, so I want to start the podcast very, very quickly with a, a message to Matt. Um, listeners who listen to the show obviously know uh, normal hosting duties are myself and Matt. Uh, super sub Stefan is there for when I'm not and when Matt's not or sometimes he joins us and it's a threesome hey hey uh but Matt he, the very last minute unable to do the show today um his wife's taken ill in the current climate uh anybody who knows what Matt and his wife have been through I'm sure will be sending their best wishes um Matt if you're listening my friend uh pass on my best to Vicky and the kids and get well soon Okay, yes, so that being said, um, this is a very strange podcast. Um, uh, I was <laughs> Let's in... talk about the weekend. Ah, well, yeah. I, I was in I was in two minds genuinely now um, about what to do with the podcast. Whether I should put a note out and just say, obviously, no games at the moment. We all got bigger things to think about. Yeah, um, or or whether I should continue. Um, and, and just because, you know, you never know, people might need a break from it. So, um, I've gone with the latter, uh, fully appreciate football is not the be all and end all right now. Um, no, in, in fact, it never is, but <laughs> sometimes we all get a bit carried away. Um, but I, I just want people to realize that if in the show we're talking about stuff to do with Spurs, talking about football and you, you're sat there thinking... Seriously, dude, <laughs> I really don't. Not that important right now. Uh, just be aware, we get it, but we're we're kind of going to spend this podcast chatting about all things Tottenham. Uh, a bit of bit of normality, a bit of uh, a nice distraction. Con- yes, a continuation, if you will. Um, you, you can rely on us to to keep coming back every week. Um, mm-hmm. So, my friend, the the first thing to talk about really <laughs> is the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, an unprecedented thing. Football has been halted in England. Uh, obviously, it's halted all around the world, but we're going to focus on England because we support Tottenham. Tottenham yep. play in England. Uh, mate, I mean, this is nothing it's, like this ever no, happened in my lifetime. Obviously, not in yours. No, it's just been announced as well until the 30th of April. Yeah, so today, uh, 19th of March, has been confirmed that the league definitely will not restart until 30th of April at the earliest. Um, they originally said the 4th of April. It's been obviously been made pretty clear to them that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, obviously, there are bigger things at play, but just focusing on football, what are your thoughts on where we are with this? Um, yeah, it's unprecedented completely. Like, I have never... My generation... Yeah. has never lived through something like this. No. Um, this will be in history books. It will. I keep I keep trying to tell my daughter that, who seems completely uninterested. Yeah. But like, seriously, at some point, your grandkids are going to be saying to you, like, oh, what was it like to live through that? And you're going to be saying, I remember everyone had toilet paper, and I can't remember why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've just had to break it to the little four-year-old in the house, who, this is a four-year-old who hates weekends... Yeah, because she likes seeing her friends at school. Yeah, and we've just yesterday we had to break the news to her that right, so you've got school today and tomorrow, yeah. and then we don't know when after that. Basically, yeah. she I, is not happy with us. I, We're I, like I the biggest bad guys in the world because we've personally cancelled school. Obviously, uh, oh yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I mean yeah, that seems legit. Obviously, yeah. we, um, apparently it was our, it's all our fault. We were told it's all our fault. I've got to stay yeah, at home. Yeah. It's all your fault. I was like, well, yeah. Yeah, uh, well not quite. <laughs> well, perhaps but, it is all your fault. Perhaps we all will be looking in your direction. You did sneeze a lot a couple of months ago. I seen. Do you remember? remember that. Do you remember? And yeah. I tried to explain to her that it wasn't that bad. I can't watch Tottenham lose for like another couple of months, but she didn't quite get it. 
Ah, see, there you go, <laughs> bringing it back to the Bring subject matter. What a yeah. hero. I realised like, that actually, well, by the time the season starts again, Kane's going to be in full fitness, Sonny's well, going to be back, we're laughing, we're going to like storm the top four. You're hilarious. Now, <laughs> what you have just said though is is a, a great thing. Do you actually think we're going to finish this season? I think the fact that the Euros has been put back... Yeah. I believe that, yeah, they will... F- as long as... I-, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a Spurs fan as well. Yeah. And he said, he reckons, as long as the season starts in May, like before yeah. the end of May, he's like, yeah, there's only... Is it nine games left this season? Yeah, nine league games. Nine Obviously, league games. some teams still have some cup competitions to finish. Champions League, for example, but, Europa League as well. Yeah, and we were saying, though, realistically, in four weeks' time... It's a bit congested, but within four weeks... You could finish the season. Um, Still have a bit of a a summer break there. Well, you talk. I mean, the, then, the things the things to remember is it has to be completed via UEFA directive. So UEFA postponed Euro twenty twenty. Yep. But made it abundantly clear, you know, you can thou shall not go past July. Yeah. You know, the, the, there is this is set in stone. If you cannot resume your leagues. And you cannot finish this season, then it's done. You know, there's there's no way you cannot yeah. do that. Um, so as long as it starts before the end of May, they'll find. Even if it's a case of every team is Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. But you you've got yeah. to remember, you know, it's not just the Premier League. So we're no, talking got... Championship, League One, League Two as well. Plus, yeah, you know, the the conference, etc. You've got the and playoffs. You've got everything. You yeah, I've got the playoffs, but you also got to factor in. Um, there are things outside of just scheduling. You know, you said about Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes you can't schedule games like that because of policing. Poli- and you, if, you can't have the both Manchester teams playing at home in the same yeah, weekend. And yeah, yeah. So it isn't as you know simple as just okay. We've got six weeks, nine games to do it. Ram them in. Yeah, because there are so many things, and of course, why are they going to try and play in behind closed doors? Yeah, which um, a, if, a lot of people are against, like club wise, they seem. To, but then well, it's money, isn't it? You can't if there's no fans, there's no income. Well, uh, but on the same side in the Premier League, in the the greatest respect, the fan income through the turnstiles isn't their biggest concern. It's the TV deal, because yep. if they don't fulfil the games. Even if you know, say fans aren't allowed in, they'd still want to fulfil the games because they still want that money from TV. You know, there's yeah. hundreds of millions still left on the table, I mean, which if they don't fulfil, they don't get. And I say, how does it work? Do they get the money at the beginning of the season? Would it have to be a case of no. Premier League clubs have to refund it, or is it done no, per game? In, in, in essence, no, it's not done per game. In essence, you get it in like tranches. Um, oh, okay. The Premier League sell the rights and the Premier League award at the clubs. And also at the end of the season, like relegated teams get a parachute payment. It's like a 70 like million or something, isn't it? 170 yeah. million, something like that. Yeah, you know, promoted teams get the get the revenue ready for the new season, etc. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the financial, financial to one side just for a second, there are an awful lot of just... Um, I, I don't know what the correct word is, but there are just so many factors to this that just don't seem right to me if you restart the league. So you, you hit the nail on the head. April 30th, in theory, Tottenham will have Sonny, Kane, Sissoko, Davies, and possibly Bergwijn back and fit and ready to play. Yeah. Now, if you played Tottenham a couple of weeks ago and you were in a relegation fight and one of your fellow strugglers has to play Tottenham now... You, whoever they are, would feel kind of confident with all of those players missing, they could get something from the game. Even if it's a lock-up shop and try and go for a nil-nil or a yeah. cheeky one-nil smash and grab. Well, the yeah. way we were playing, you know, God, headless, yeah. directionless, without those players, a you would feel grab. Any, yeah. any team in the league would feel confident against Tottenham. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. All of those players coming back, having had what's best being described as a mini preseason, yeah, were a different thing. And yeah, how's that? How's that fair? 
<laughs> do, you, do you see what I mean? Yeah, you're, if, you're looking if, at it as a case of, yeah, so Norwich played us, we had no Kane, Son, Sissoko, yeah. and then yeah. Aston Villa play us, and you've got your full strength start 11, yeah. all fully fit, raring to yeah. go. Yeah. And Aston Villa is sitting there going, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, hang on a minute. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong, this is nobody's fault. This is just unprecedented. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so you've got that sort of thing, which is kind of like, well, that's... That's kind of messed up. On on the flip side of it, I'm going to be very, very unpopular with the next thing I'm going to say. Yeah. You've got to also look at the fact that if this season is null and voided, not completed and null and voided, I apologise to say this, but Liverpool have been phenomenal all season. Yeah, Yeah, they have, yeah. And they won't win the title because of something out of everyone's control. Yeah. Because if it's null and voided and cancelled, you're not allowed to award... You three teams are relegated. You're promoted. Yeah, no, I know. Well, and you, I'm like, you, you, t- you take away the Liverpool thing. Think about the sides in the Championship trying to get into the Premier League. Yeah, Leeds. You know, you've and got all that, Leeds, and those players. A lot of them will run out of their. Con- I think their manager Bielsa is out of contract. You know. Yeah. If they don't get promoted, what happens to them? What What goes on next? There, there yeah. are so many factors in this. There is not a doubt in my mind that the clubs want to finish the season. Yeah. There's a lot of jokes and stuff, and there was this weird rumour that Tottenham and West Ham wanted to null and void the season, and then that Karen Brady idiot came out and said uh, she thought it was the only way to go, and then she retracted it afterwards. Um, There's been an absolute massive denial from Tottenham, and the reporter has also said within minutes of the story breaking that it was nonsense. Yeah, I mean, we've had a bad season, but we don't want it null and voided. Oh, we've had a bad season, but you know, let's think about Daniel Levy for a moment. Do you think he's going to want to leave that money on the table? Not a Hell chance. No. Not Hell a chance. No. Hell no. It, it, you know, the champ, Champions League qualification won't make up for the the issues we're going to face. Yeah. If we don't complete the season, so it is. It is a massive, massive thing. Although, then, um, just quickly, when you say about the financial side and like the clubs want it to continue, yeah. So. Obviously, clubs get paid X amount of money compared to where they finish in the league. Yeah. That then falls down to the players. They'll all have bonuses in their contract of, you know, Mm -hmm. however we finish in the league, you will get a bonus payment of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thinking of someone like, say, Kane, who's on a fair old bit of money each week. Yeah. That's going to be a fair old bonus, more than likely, sitting there. Like... Even if it's evenly... Even worse, if it's evenly spread throughout the whole team and you've got one of the smaller earners... Say Oliver Skip, he's made enough appearances this season, he would have got the bonus. Suddenly going, yeah, actually, you're not getting that now. Well, I I don't think any of them are going to go hungry, mate. Um, No. I I do get your point. This this does filter down. And it filters down right the way through to players in the lower leagues that could be going hungry. You know, it it does filter all the way through. So it is is a massive, massive thing. So I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. Well, there's no doubt in my mind. They all desperately want to finish the league season. But the thing is, is... We might not be able to, you know, like the last time football league was suspended was World War Two. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah. what? Football didn't matter. No, <laughs> you know, and and you know, forever, clubs will, you know, clubs fans and in their history will remember that season. It was suspended. We, you know, we were, we'd done this or we'd done that, but it was a voided season. It just had to be halted. Yeah. What's going on right now? I, I, I said to someone yesterday, I think it's the best analogy I can come up with. It's like a meteorite hitting the earth. There's like nothing anyone can do. Nothing anyone can predict about it. We've got to literally ride out the storm and deal with it day to day, week by week, and make sure as many people as possible come through it healthy and see the other side. Yeah. Everything else is secondary to me, to you, and should be to everybody. Whether you're a fan of Liverpool or a fan of Leeds or anything, everything else must become secondary. And I know that sounds like a really easy thing to say for a Tottenham fan right now, but (laughs) I I, I genuinely, and I know people won't believe me, but I genuinely will say this. If Tottenham were ahead at the top of the league, by the points that Liverpool are, I would be saying the same thing. No, I'd you're be laughing. Right. Yeah. I'd be laughing my ass off about it because I'd be saying, "This is typical. This is the ultimate Spursy thing to happen in the world <laughs> yeah. ever." 
we used to joke about it, you know. Um, I say we used to joke about this. We did, you know. Like there was all that trending into the new year, World War Three, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I used to say there's nothing more certain that happened. You know, Scudamore stood there with the Premier League trophy ready to hand it to Larice, and then all of a sudden you hear a siren. Oh yeah, World War Three started. League's abandoned. Everybody, sorry. Yeah, the trophy's being etched as we speak. That yeah, 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 yeah. So the Premier League trophy just have top on it. For, for, and then like just that's it scrubbed out and we move on to the next season but it look it's just something that's secondary and right yeah. now all we know is football will 100% not resume until May really you know 30th of April it's going to be May yeah so, so you know let's say May the 1st all of a sudden we can have a load of games right now you know we're March 19th and people are being told you are, you need to isolate for 12 weeks. So from this weekend coming, people 70 years or older, yep. people with underlying health conditions are being asked to stay at home for 12 weeks. Yeah. I'm not great at maths, but that's not the 1st of, Mar- uh, 1st of May. I don't think it is, mate. No. no, I mean, my maths isn't great, but I can work that one out. Yeah. So that's half the stadium is going to be empty anyway. Well, so so this is the thing I was going to say, which is, let's say that they say, look, we can't have mass gatherings, but football clubs say, look, we got to get this league finished, we got to do it, we got to fulfil all our contracts. I was talking about TV money a lot, but of course yeah. there's so much more. Um, your your sponsor, your shirt sponsor, yeah, you sign all of these deals, your kit manufacturer, everything is based on fulfilling X amount of TV appearances, X amount of games. Yeah, you would be in breach of so many contracts that potentially they could say, "Well, Jeez, you've, not, yeah. you've not met this, you've not met that." None of it sounds very fair because of this is all unprecedented. But when it comes to business, everybody when it comes to a hundred million pound shirt sponsorship, yeah, 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 everybody is going to be trying to survive. In essence, you know, after this pandemic is, you know, touch wood in our rear view mirror and we can all look back on it and go, wow, what a crazy few months yeah. or weeks or whatever. There's going to be a lot of businesses putting themselves back together, you know, small and large. And companies like that sponsor football teams, stuff like all across all of the division, you know, Premier League sponsors are pretty massive. Yeah. You come down to like League One, League Two, there's going to be some companies there that if someone says to them, well, technically that club's in breach of contract, we could get our half a million back. Yeah, Ooh, we need it. <laughs> God, yeah, you're looking like say say a team that's just come up from the non-league into League Two. Yeah, they yeah, could be sponsored by the builders' merchant down the road, that sponsored them for the last yeah. ten years. Yeah, and and they could suddenly be facing having to repay the money because they've breached the contract. It's mental. There, there are massive factors. So, so what I mean is, so completely, all of the clubs want to finish the league. There's no mm. doubt in my mind. So, if Public Health England say, look. You've got to do it beyond closed doors then. Yep. This brings me back to these kind of other factors. So, factor number one, if you're a club battling relegation, you'd want, and you've got a home game, you'd probably be better off having it with fans there than no fans, wouldn't you? Yeah, trying to build the team up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, build, support the team, get on the opposition's back, have some atmosphere drive yeah. the team forward so again you know is that fair is that fair that some teams are going to be forced if everyone goes look we got to complete the season so we're going to have to accept it you know it's fair okay we're going to we're going to move on then you run into the next thing which is the virus isn't going to be gone in 12 weeks it isn't just going to magically no. disappear but by doing this isolation and everything we're hoping to to keep the spread of it down. Yep. So play beyond closed doors. You schedule a game. What happens if Tottenham suddenly has a player come down with it and they all have to self-isolate? Well, I mean, the whole like, team that's just played, the squad, the staff, the ground staff, the well, opposition. About, Jesus. Yeah, well, think about, you know, Arsenal just had that. Their manager, the whole first team had to go into isolation. Yep. Now, the league was cancelled after that. Um, you know, sorry, postponed after that. But what if they come back and try and finish the season and a club has that problem again? 
Now, one of the things I do know Tottenham raised at the Premier League meeting, the last one, Mm -hmm. which was kind of a valid thing, and I get where they're coming from, is not that long ago, you all forced us to play with food poisoning. And and the league were like, oh, it's a bit different. Like, no. Oh, of course, yeah. That we wanted, we wanted game. To, yeah. yeah, we wanted to postpone the game because pretty much we couldn't feel... Well, we couldn't feel the team. We had to feel the team that day and three or four of them were literally crapping themselves on the pitch. We're sick. And, yeah. You know, having to keep going off. Yeah. And yet they made us do it. They're, nope, you've got to fulfill the fixture. You have to. So what happens then if on the morning of such and such a game that we've scheduled it's behind closed doors but one of the teams becomes ill yeah are you going to force them to play even though we don't particularly want to play against a team that we could possibly catch coronavirus off of well yeah especially yeah if it's the opposition team say yeah the opposition have come to the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium does, and you've does got that... a player in the change room that's coughing away consistently yeah, yeah. and does yeah. that team does that team then, so let's say, okay, right, that does happen. That team has to postpone that game. We'll come back to it. Well, it's two weeks, two weeks quarantine. You're trying to finish this season, nine league games, you know, forgetting the cups for a minute as well. Nine games in nine, six weeks. You've now lost nine, two weeks of those. For, for one of the teams. Or, well, for or both they, of the teams because, do, yeah, yeah, they've been yeah, in if, the environment. If, if the game happens, yeah. So there are just so many factors to this. Jeez, it, yeah. That are massive to me, and I, I, I hope I'm wrong, because I, I just think this debate and this money and this situation will run and run and run. Yeah, but I think this is going to end up having to be voided. I cannot see it being fitted in. They're talking about now. Yeah, there's too many underlying kind of what ifs. Yeah, massively because I mean, it doesn't even it's need to be a player, fair. does it? It could be the referee, <clears throat> for example. The referee's he, been in both changing rooms, spoken to the manager and the players yeah. about how he's going to set the game up. You know, I'm yeah, quite I'm lean, talk- and now he starts coughing again. Yeah, but I'm I'm teams. talking about the fixture not even getting that far. You know, yeah. you're talking about what happens if a game happens and then they realise, oh, you know, the ref had it. We're all well. You know, no, I'm saying teams. like before the match. Before the match, the referee goes into both changing rooms to kind of. You know, I'm your yeah. match official, etc. He then goes back and he starts coughing, and the yeah. game hasn't been played. But he's met both sets of players, yeah. all the ground staff, all the coaching staff. There's so many ways. Yeah, the bus driver, yes. the coach driver taking the team to a game starts coughing up. Well, there's the, so the, many the ways players, it could go wrong. It's it's massive. It is absolute cluster of epic proportions. Yeah. And I honestly, as as I sit here now, cannot see any way to avoid voiding this season. And it is going to be cataclysmic for football. Yeah. It, it, because it's going to have to change everything. Because you're going to have football clubs literally going out of business. I mean, Barnet have had to put everybody on notice. From yeah, their groundsman to their manager. I read a report. I think it was it was BBC Sport, I think it was. Yeah. And they said there are. They reckon there's 13 teams have all turned around and said if we spend more than four weeks out of action, the chances are we're going to fold. Yeah. Because they are working on a match day by match day kind of financing. Yeah. And you think to yourself, does that mean? I mean, you kind of want to hope that the big boy teams, the United, the Cities, the Tottenham's, mm-hmm. the Liverpools, yeah, will turn around then... and go right. I tell you what, look, here's a million pound. Get yourself, keep but... yourself out of trouble. But here's the same. Here's the thing. At the same time, Tottenham chairman Daniel Levy announced the financial results for the club yesterday. Yeah, um, he did it in a very apologetic way. Look, by law, we have to declare it. Even yeah, for, fully appreciate this isn't the time to be doing this, but we have to. By law, it says yeah. But he did an interview, which is very unlike him. But I think he wanted to stress the point across, especially after so many people accused him of trying to void the league. Yeah, whereas like. He says, in the 20 years, if this league is voided, this will be the biggest challenge he's ever had with Tottenham. Oh, gotcha. Because because the income taken out. I mean, it's massive. It's not even a case of, well, we ain't going to be able to buy any players then. This is, uh, what are we going to do? This, yeah. this is that, the sort of territory of that is literally ripping the, the crux out from... 
the budgets for everything. And it's going to be to all, well, I say all 20 teams in the league. It's not, it's going to be all 100 and however, yeah. 200 odd teams, yeah. whatever. You know, every team in the UK, now, the world. Now, of course, of course, it's going to be so much worse for the smaller clubs. You know, yeah. Tottenham, Tottenham host a pre-season friendly. You get 50 odd thousand people in there drinking for a couple of hours and, you know, you got a few million extra quid, yeah. Yeah, we got a few million quid. You know, Barnet, that ain't gonna happen. The thing that I think struck me about the Barnet story as well, which which irks me a little as a Tottenham fan, is Barnet have got this nice little stadium, uh, the Beehive Stadium. Yeah. Uh, you know, the London Bees uh, women's team play there. Tottenham women play there as their home stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we basically have a rental agreement with them. Yeah, it's in Tottenham's interest. To, to be involved, to get involved. Yeah. And we're doing nothing, and I hate that. Yep. I, I, I just, like you said a minute ago, you know, the onus has to fall on the Premier League clubs because without all of these teams below, there is, you know, we talk about all oh, these great players that come through the academies and stuff. Nine out of ten of them started at a lower league club academy. Well, yeah. And and then we grab them. You look at Deli Alley, for example, MK Dons. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm not even talking about the sort of examples where a player's signed. I mean... Oh, just like general, know, they've been training with Stolen yeah. from their academy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, they've been discovered by these smaller clubs. So, even from a purely selfish point of view, you need that league system and that structure behind you. Yeah. Um, and, and it just... I, I hate the idea that they're going to have to be forced to do it. You know, Tottenham should be saying, what do you need, Barnett? You know, yeah. what do you need? You know, we're you know, we've got this working relationship. Yep. What what do you need? We will see you through. Because if they did that, one, it'd stop every other club in London walking to Daniel Levy with their hands out because they'll see that we've already done it for somebody. Yep. Two, it does support our own interests, not gonna lie, it does. But three, it might prompt a few other clubs to do the same. Yeah. You know, West Ham should really be bailing out late in Orient they won't because they're assholes but yeah that's but, the next door neighbour that's your affiliated yeah. team you need it yeah yeah but anyway I mean that's, that's kind of a side I, thing I can but, kind of see potentially that you know it's going to get to a stage where the EFL are almost knocking on the Premier League's door begging and well, I, I mean, hope it's still out before that I mean, there's already been money promised by the Football League of 50 million to clubs. Yeah. Um, there, there's the the teams below the Football League, like the Football Conference. Yeah. They've got together and said, look, we need 17 million between us all. Yeah. It just needs to be found. You know, the Premier League has that. The FA has that. They can all go, oh, we're losing money at the moment. Yeah, but you've got that. <laughs> In the next you know, transfer window, you'll still see a player move for 30 odd million pound and be like, oh. Yeah, yeah, what a, what a shock. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there, there, there's a lot going on. I mean, it, it is mad time. I mean, it's just so... We and you said earlier on, we're literally living in history right now. This is something that's going to get talked about for a 100 years and more. Yep. It is, it is insane. Um, but in a 100 years' time, people are going to be focusing on how many poor souls lost their lives to this epidemic and not who didn't get to lift a piece of metal at the end of the season. Yeah. Anyway, back to the um, more joyful stuff. Um, yeah, well, well, potentially. Uh, <clears throat> part of the show uh, this week, I wanted to open up to the people from our Facebook page um, with some questions and some comments. Yes. So if you're up for it, my friend. I am. I'm, I'm start... in there myself. Oh, well, we'll skip yours because yeah. you're on the show now. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you remember what you asked? Yes. All right. Well, hang on. We'll do you first. Right. So here we go. Here's the Facebook page. <laughs> And now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page. Right then, so what did you ask? I asked really, really stupidly, do you reckon it's a bonus of season being postponed so that we can have Kane and Son back? We've already (laughs) spoken about that. We have. (laughs) Well, there we go. We don't have to worry about that now. Answer Um, my question already. So up first, we have Simon Whiteman. Uh, says, sorry if this one's a bit antagonistic, but here goes. This week, the media linked us and the Gooners with Dejan Lovren. Yeah, saw that. Um, <laughs> I was shocked to see so many positive reactions from Spurs fans as Lovren is a player that I do not rate. 
He was useful at Southampton, but he's clearly not done well at Liverpool, hence their need to break a transfer record to upgrade him. I'm convinced it would be a massive step backwards. Um, yeah. Uh, fortunately, <laughs> um, the the person who reported that, um, I say reported, the person who created that story, because it is made up, um, is about as reliable as... I don't know, chocolate fire guard, yeah. chocolate teapot. I mean, isn't pick, he the, uh, the self-proclaimed greatest defender in the world, though, isn't he? The Dejan Lovren. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> for, so, so there's a few things in this to unpack. One, Dejan Lovren doesn't, isn't on our radar, hasn't ever been on our radar. I mean, Harry Kane made the guy look, basically ended his career. It was hilarious, yeah. Um, but yeah, he... he you're you're quite right, Simon. He isn't a player, and it would be a massive step backwards. Um, people possibly a positive reaction sometimes, and I used to see this a lot when Man United were dominating like crazy. Um, we'd get linked to a player Man United were willing to let go, and everyone would just be like, "Oh, what a great signing that would be!" You know, Wes Brown, yeah, or. Uh, I remember Dennis Irwin was basically <laughs> in yeah. a wheelchair almost, and Spurs fans were like, "Oh, he'd be awesome." Um, it is just a case of Liverpool have been the best team by some way for a while now, literally the best club team in the world. Yeah. So anyone leaving there, oh yeah, he'd be an upgrade. No, um, he wouldn't. So <laughs> you know, we've defended pretty. Shockingly, I think people just seeing us linked to a defender, you know, they're they're pleased. Yeah. I, I can't imagine really in the cold light of day any Tottenham fans who watch football um, would think that's a good idea. No, it's crazy. Matthew Fleming says, "I have a few questions from me this week. Right, we're going to do one at a time. So he's done two. Okay. Numero uno: If you were a global football dictator." Sorry, I just had to focus on the global football dictator thing. That's quite <laughs> okay, yeah. How would how would you deal with the COVID situation? Would you have deferred the Euros in order to finish the nineteen twenty leagues? Would you have voided the season or something else? Hmm, that's a good one. All right, I know my answer. What about you? Um, if you were, if you were the Sepp Blatter of football. The former dictator. Am I allowed to call a German a dictator? I don't know if you're allowed. No. There's probably a rule against that. Um, apparently, he did make employees walk in and say, "Hail Blatter!" No, okay, I'll stop. <laughs> um, yeah. If I was I said mean, Blatter, what would I have done? I would have taken what? three nice bungs, and whoever paid me the most gets what they want. Yeah. No, uh, no, so come on, you're you're a global. You are the man. You are the person who makes the decision. The global football dictator. Uh, do you know what? If I'm honest. I would not have done much different to what they have done. Um, yeah. Put the Euros back a year and gone, right, until we know the full situation, we're just going to postpone yeah. it. And if it gets to a certain stage where we turn around and say we can't do it, then we don't do it. But I wouldn't have just voided the season straight away. Okay. It's, no, it's too difficult, on like we've said before, you... the lower clubs. It's too harsh on them to say it's done. So you feel the action that's been taken... Is the right action and so that's far, what you do as well. Yeah, so far. Yourself? Well, that's. Uh, I'd just give the title to Tottenham. <laughs> I'm, I'm the global football Every dictator. Year. Screw, Every screw year. everybody else. Doesn't matter how they do. I just stop the league and go, Tottenham get the title because I like their kit. 30, um, 37 matches in. Sorry, voided. Yeah. Well done, Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, voided. Um, someone sneezed. No, I I genuinely think what they're doing is the only thing they can do. Yeah. Um, if it was my decision, honestly, I'd I'd avoided the league. Mm. Um, I I get where they are. I get why they need to do it. But for me, I think health, public health, things come first. This is like a wartime setting for everybody across the world, and football's completely not relevant in this yeah. and it should have just been ended voided everybody look after each other we'll hopefully see you all in August yeah hopefully you know because we don't know no um, but that's just me um, number two 
It looks like the squad is getting a much needed rest and a few of our injured players may now be given the time that they need to recover before football restarts. How confident would you be of a top four finish with the whole squad coming back available? Uh, um, (laughs) Well, I'm still Mm. young enough to have the blind optimism faith in Tottenham. Yeah, I'm not quite older. We worked out it. We said it was 32. 32 was the age that you'd lose it. I'm not there yet, so... Yeah, of course oh. we will. Yeah, with Kane and Sonny back as well. Yeah, top four's easy. We're going to okay. blow them out of the water. Yeah. Yeah, right. The, I don't the think realism not, goes, not hopefully, still hell. top ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think I hope in hell. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, because the, the factor is the other teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get our players back, but the other teams have had a bit of a break, had a chance to work on a few things they've been having issues with. I mean, yeah. Uh, look at, do some serious research ahead of their next game. I mean, you look at United, all of a sudden you're looking at United's next game, potentially their midfield is Pogba and um, Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, with the time to learn to work together and everything else. Yeah, things like that. Yeah. <clears throat> it's going to be crazy. Yeah, utter bobbing. Yeah, that. I mean, you'd want that in midfield. <laughs> give give me Tango and his donuts any day. Right, T- um, Tango and Jensen. Yes, bring it on. Okay, James Campbell says two part question. Thank you, James. Numero uno. It's arguable that in the past ten years we've had one of, if not the strongest academies in English football. Do you think that's still true? Have we? I, I have a very passionate opinion on this. I, I think we have had some fantastic players come out of our academy. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly think one has hit potential in that Harry Kane. I mean, you know, players like Edwards has come through. Had all the Sorry, potential no, hang on a minute. You think you think only you think only one of our academy graduates has hit potential in the last how long and. Ten years. No, but even if you did it the last few years, you you think Harry's hit his potential? You don't no, think he's, he's far exceeded like all expectations beyond belief? Oh no, yeah, no, yeah, he has gone way up and beyond. Um, well, well, pick your words, dude. Pick okay, your words because yeah. it sounded pretty negative. He's hit his potential. We knew he was going to be a superstar from the day he kicked the football. It's fine. Utter shite. Yes. <laughs> hey, I used to buy him on like Football Manager like way back. I used to buy yeah. him. I have evidence. Yeah, I have uh, evidence of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. again, I also had him and Tom Carroll were the two that I bought for every team I played there. So you win some, you lose some. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, otherwise, I think we've had so many players like Oliver Skip now coming through. Uh, yeah. Winksy. I yeah. love Harry Winks. He's one of my favourite players. Yeah. But overall, we've kind of had this thing where they seem to get to so far and then kind of stall. Ooh, right then, so let's have this fight. <clears throat> okay, so when you say stall... Not allowed out simply... on loan, should be out progressing. Um... No, 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 hang on, shut okay. up. <laughs> you, you've set me off. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, so Harry Kane, <clears throat> yep. to you, is where every youth player who comes through the academy should should get. I, I would love to say yes, but no, he's not. He is, he is a phenomenal talent. So... By what standard are you saying that other players haven't reached their, 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 or haven't reached a good level? Because let me just rattle off a few for a second. So yeah. Harry Kane came through a similar time as Andros Townsend. Mm-hmm. Andros Townsend not only played several internationals for England, but is also a consistent and valued Premier League football player. Would you say that that's not a good thing? It's a good thing, but no disrespect to. Crystal Palace, but that's his level. But that's Premier League level. It's, that's it's a Premier League good level. But we are, ha, we're, we're a top <clears throat> top four Premier League. Yeah, team. but you, you're 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 discussing the academy's ability to create Harry Kane's. You're not discussing the academy's ability to create football players. We are. Oh yeah. Okay. In that case, yes, we have created a hell of a lot of football players. We have. But then if you were to also look at, say, Tom Carroll, Jake Livermore, players that have come through, they're now playing their play down in, you know, the championship. We've still made a a football player there. Yeah. However, 
to say I'm, I'm one sorry, of the I'm, best I'm, in the country, I'm kind of like, uh. so, so. Okay, no, I'm, I'm again, I'm lost. So you don't think our academy system is one of the best in the country because the players we create aren't all England internationals? I was, uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of the right words to put it in. Yeah, I mean you're wrong. So okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> no, but I mean you th- think about. So let me just rattle for a few others. So yeah, you use Marcus Edwards as an example a minute ago, which is a very good example of the academy system uh, failing recently. Yeah. Um, Marcus Edwards came through with just phenomenal natural talent, but a real issue around work ethic. Yeah. You know, uh, there's so many more factors to this, but I'm just being speaking really sort of plainly at the moment. He didn't knuckle down and get on with it. Yeah. A way, a way of addressing that in Tottenham years before Pochettino, for example, would be to send him on loan to a club that we know and has a taskmaster. So you send him on loan to that club, and basically the kid is drilled. You know, you are going to do this, you're going to do that. He might be an arrogant little so-and-so. He might mess about. He might turn up late for things. But this particular coach, we know him. He's going to feed that back to us. But he's just going to hammer the kids. Yeah. At the end of that, he's either a professional football player or he's not. You know, this is this is the thing. There's no yeah. uncertainty over it. There's no kind of, all right, well, we'll give him another chance. We'll send him out on loan again. Yeah. The way the club operated was, no, if you, if you can't, learn to be a professional then you got no business being at a Premier League team you're done yeah off your pip doesn't matter how talented you are because there's some phenomenal talent released by academies every year and a lot of other academies for example and there's some independent football academies out there now who basically take these players in show them how to be professional and give them a career again so um, they, they get on their path yeah Glenn Hoddle's Glenn Hoddle's open hasn't he yeah, yeah, Glenn does have one. Yeah, in fact, he was one of the first to do yeah. it because it's, it's you know you take all these cut players because if you achieve that point of getting to a Premier League academy, you must have something. There's about talent it. in there you somewhere. Must, yeah, there is, but there's a lot more to being a professional in any sport. But you know, professional football than just having that rule ability. Yeah, you have to have a work ethic, the attitude, now, the passion. At, yeah. Now I I know from research I've done before. Tottenham's academy have produced more Premier League level players than the vast majority of the academies in in the Premier League. Um, oh. I think Manchester United is the only one comparable to it. They're pretty good then, and yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> it is pretty good, but, but it all defines success. Yeah, because I always I always say that Harry Kane's both the best and the worst thing that ever happened to Tottenham's academy. The best, because it showed every single player at the club and every player who's joining at a young age, that's who I want to be. Yeah, I want to come out of this academy, and I know it's possible because he did it. But at the same yeah. time, if you don't the reach ex- that, you're a failure. The, ex- yeah. the expectations of fans now, like morons I'm podcasting with. <laughs> if Troy Parrott doesn't become Harry Kane, that's it, he's failed me. Yeah, bang! There you go. Yeah. That's, that's a perfect. Troy Parrot is the absolute perfect example. I was going to come on to. Yeah, the expectation now of fans is: oh, if you've come through the academy, you're you're you've got to be good. Yeah, you know Harry Winks is a phenomenal midfield football player who is beloved by the vast majority of fans from yeah. other football clubs and hated by Tottenham fans. No, he's, he's still my favourite player. Him and, and well, it's him and Lamella. So yeah, and it will it will. <laughs> yeah, again, you're like antagonistic. Again, I just, yeah. I, I cannot fathom it, you know. And I, I have these conversations with people that Jose Mourinho, Richard Bocchino, Pep Guardiola, every manager you can look at and hold in high regard for management of players. Love Harry Winks. Great Harry yeah. Winks is one of the absolute top, and yet, you know, Joe. White from you know Dagenham or whatever on Twitter thinks he's crap because he passes backwards all the time. But then yeah, and if you that... look at people like he's being compared to like Xavi and Iniesta. They yeah. spent their entire career. They scored a few goals. Don't get me wrong, but they spent their yeah, entire careers yeah. by like, passing the ball moving sideways the ball. to Messi, Ronaldinho. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just you well, just do. keep moving the ball. Yeah. A player yeah. like Harry Winks, unfortunately, is only really properly recognised when he's playing in a team full of 
better players, to be honest with you. Yeah. The Tottenham team he's currently surrounding him aren't up to the level he needs. Yeah. He needs someone who's going to go in there and stick a foot in, give him the ball, and then he's going to provide it to those who are going to score the goals. Mm-hmm. It's link play. It's constantly moving the ball. It's the ability to pick a pass and it's retaining yeah. possession. He's the assist assister. He's just, he's just all about moving the ball yeah. and being available to receive the ball. Constantly moving, constantly... And people don't recognise that. It's like it's something oh you don't think about. You know, people are now jumping on Tangy Dumbelli because Jamie Carragher did that video showing the guy didn't do a sprint in forty five minutes, didn't make himself available for the ball. Yeah. In that in the similar sort of game you saw Winks do it constantly. Yeah. And yet after that first half people were going, Oh, Tangy was great and slagged Winks off. It's because people only focus when they're watching a game of football on what someone does when they get the ball. Yeah. Tanky got the ball three times. He shrugged off a couple of defenders and passed it forwards. Yeah, so he had a great that, half. Yeah. yeah, yeah, forty-five minutes of pure magic. Winks worked his absolute ass into the ground, yeah. and you know, in plenty of games. And I just see people go, oh, whenever he gets the ball, he passes it backwards. It's like, well, maybe it's because he's choosing to retain possession because everyone in front of him's doing nothing. Yep. Look at our team. The movement <clears> is dead. No one's doing a damn thing. Yeah. And yet he's constantly copping flack for that. Now, he could easily leave. And, I mean, we Barcelona want him. Yeah. And yet Tottenham fans don't think he's good enough. It's crazy, Oh, he ain't a Premier League player. It's mad. It's absolutely mad. But this is part of my thing, which is that because they're not Harry Kane, yep. they're not good enough. And this is the thing you hear constantly. Oh, they're not good enough. They're not up to our level. This player isn't good enough. It's absolute nonsense. Now, the current one is Javik Tanganga. Came into the team, everyone's like, oh, what a phenomenal defender. This kid's going to be brilliant. The next Ledley King. He's had one bad game and people don't want him anywhere near the team anymore. Yeah, he's not good enough for this. Get him off. It was like, whoa, yeah. give him a chance. Yeah. It wasn't even that bad a game. No, no. The whole team's playing badly, but people like to jump on stuff. And this, this is what I'm talking about. This is the problem. And... We do have one of the best academy systems, and I do believe that system is still there. Yep. I do think we've let a generation of what should have been very good footballers down. Yeah. Um, Josh Onoma, Carl Walker-Peters. And yet in saying that, Onoma's still a championship level player. Carl Walker-Peters is on loan to a Premier League team at the moment and doing well. So, well, you know, if the game started again, yeah. he, he might still be doing well. So we are producing football players of a high regard and yet we're just not getting that transition to the first team. And my honest opinion, hand up, no matter how much I love Mauricio Pochino and the job he did, he caused so many problems for our young players coming through. Yeah, he loved putting them in the first team and then having them train with him so he could mould them, but then didn't play them. Yeah, so you need to play games. Yeah. There's no two, There's no substitute for actual experience. No. His belief, and whether he'll alter this going forward, because you know he's still a young manager learning, first time he's been in a job at a club for that long, maybe he'll think to himself, maybe I need to adjust this, who knows. Yeah. But his belief was his coaching, he didn't want that to be watered down by somebody else. You know, He didn't want players to pick up bad habits, he didn't want, he wanted them to know his methods, his system, his way of doing things. So when he brought them in, they were just ready to do that. The problem is when he brought them in, more often than not, they were like rabbits in the headlights because they've not played football in ages, competitive or you know, under 23 level even. They were just constantly training. And you can train and train and train. There's no substitute for actually playing games. Yeah. So yes, I still believe we have one of the best academies. I do think we've let a generation of players down but we do have other generations coming through that I'm hoping based on the fact I've seen a lot more loans happening a lot more stuff going on now we we aren't going to make the same mistake again I, uh, James I hope that answers your uh, your question wow <laughs> he, had, he had a second part that is should it if it isn't already always be the policy to promote academy players to the first team before looking elsewhere the only, and only sign players from elsewhere if it's obvious our academy 
can't provide the positions? Or should we always be looking for outside players coming in for reasons of international marketability, etc.? Um, uh, what do you think to that? As a football manager playing geek, always, <laughs> always look to the academy. Yeah. Um, in realistic terms, though, for example, let's look at Sonny. Um, yep. Son has been a fantastic player for us. He loves the club. He yep. has uh, broadened our horizons hugely in like the Asian market and things like that. Yep. He has brought single-handedly brought thousands of fans every match into our stadium. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yep. You, you kind of need that as well. Yeah, you need um, to f- find a fine line between the two. In my opinion, players should only ever be bought for footballing reasons. Um, Sonny just happens to tick a number of boxes beautifully. Um, but primarily, you should only ever sign a player for footballing reasons. DeAndre Yedlin's the perfect example of a signing for a non-footballing reason, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, we wanted to make a bit of a name for ourselves in America. Um, yeah. He's doing all right at yeah. Newcastle now, to be fair to him. But, yeah. Well, yeah. So Some say yeah. I was told the truth. Um, <laughs> he... I think it has to be a balance. I I know at Tottenham the the system is that John McDermott, who's the head of the development, head of the academy, will sit in on transfer policy meetings. And when they're talking about we need to find a player for this position or this position, he will offer academy players if he feels they are ready to step up. Um, So, for example, if right now we were looking to sign a new left-back... I know for a fact from the academy there's a kid called Dennis Serkin. Yeah, uh, I'm possibly pronouncing that name wrong. I apologise. Um, who the club have a very high opinion of. He was on the now, bench in a while ago, wasn't he? He made an appearance uh, on the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I don't think he got on. No. Yeah, I think he might have done. Um, now I know that he's fought very highly of. Now, with that being the case, it means if we are looking to sign a left back. The comparative is going to be, okay, if we are going to sign a left-back, then they have to be better than this young lad we have here. And is the young lad ready to play now? Does he need a loan? You know, Does he need a season's loan before we can really assess if he's ready for first-team football? I mean, he's 17, 18 years old. Yeah. Or do we blood him now? You know, we got Ben Davies, rotate with them. You know, is that going to work? So, so there are always options there. There's always... Um, there, managers, whoever is our manager at the time, is presented with that academy option. Um, sometimes, oh, brilliant, you know, Jaffet Tanganga, perfect, thank you very much, just what I need right now, a, a faster defender. Other times, it's not going to work, you know, you're going to need to sign someone, bring someone in. Uh, in my opinion, those signings should always be for footballing reasons. Yep. <clears throat> Next up, yes. um, Andy Burton says, any idea why Spurs seem to be the only Premier League squad training at the moment, given the the virus? Is it a strategy to have the players get the virus, now the Premier League's on lockdown, rather than gradually getting it when or if the league restarts? Um, um, I actually had a joke about this with a friend of mine, saying it does seem like they're convinced that if we can just get everyone to have it now, yeah. have a couple of weeks off, then they can go back to a pre-season training camp Knowing yeah. they've all had it, and we're we're fine. Yeah, a bit like a like a measles part. Yeah, and kids and stuff, chicken pox. Yeah, uh, my kids got chicken pox. Around. Bring everyone round. We'll get it all at the same time. Be done. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Um. So basically, oh, let's let's think about this. Uh, I, one, I don't think that's the case. I don't think they are thinking like that because of the serious risk it is to people's health. Yeah. Um, all of the fit young footballers, I think we can all say should be pretty safe but you don't know their parents grandparents etc exactly you don't want any of them going home to a newborn or going home to something like that so I don't think that would ever be a deliberate of course yeah like Toby for example has got a brand new newborn baby at home yeah 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 yeah. so I don't think that's a deliberate plan Um, we were the only London Premier League club training Um, I know lots of other Premier League clubs were training Bournemouth for example a few others Mm -hmm. Um, I think, it, to be blunt, it's because we've been crap and the players need work. Yeah. The manager needs time to work with them on certain things and this is an opportunity to do that. 
Um, I, I saw a few things on Twitter. A few people said, well, Daniel Levy's probably telling them, well, if I'm paying your wages, you better be doing something. Uh, I think that's possibly, again, another bit of a cynical view. <laughs> a bit cynical, but at the same time, um, I can imagine Daniel Levy sending a text to everyone. Yeah, I expect you yeah. half eight tomorrow morning. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. I'm still paying you. You're still working. I don't care what's going on. Um, Jose, I think, is working with them because... We, we we have been terrible and you have to work on the assumption until told otherwise the league's going to resume yeah. now what our schedule is going to be now it's definitely not april 4th um you know the earliest is going to be may yeah whether that means they're going to come back and say right everyone go home you've got a week week off two weeks off you know a mini vacation don't go abroad <laughs> don't go <laughs> doing anything yeah. stupid um stay at home with your families um you know, do keepy ups with toilet rolls like every other prat in a minute, um, and then you know, yeah, two thumbs up. Hopefully, we'll come back and play some football, but we'll have to wait and see. But no, I, I don't think there's anything more to it other than the fact we've been so crap. We actually do need to be on the training field. Yeah. Um. Uh, Ole Kier says, "One, how do we win the Premier League? It's been a while." Oh, I know the answer to that one. Oh, go on and beat everybody else. Win more games than the other nineteen teams. Yeah, that's easy. That's easy. That one. Solid, solid planning. Yep. Um, I, I think to win the league from our current position would be very difficult. Uh, um, impossible, I isn't think, it? <laughs> uh, as in, if the league resumed right now, I'm talking about next oh, season. Right. Um, I don't know. Perhaps the way we win the league is every other club gets the coronavirus and we don't. Last one standing sort of thing. Um, but no, I, I don't know. I, I don't think right now, which I know sounds super pessimistic, there's a way for us to do it. If you'd asked me two, three seasons ago, I could have told you we're two players away. Yep. Um, unfortunately, I think we're about nine away now. Um, yeah. How do we win the Champions League? Oh, I know, I know that lucky. one as well. Yeah, beat the other teams. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's the easiest question. Yeah, I, like that one. I I am so glad you're here. I know, right? Because I I would have been stuck on these. Uh, Jonathan Edwards says, "Did you guys enjoy your weekend? Since we didn't have Tottenham to ruin it, I did. I didn't. There was no bloody football on. <laughs> oh, I, I I genuinely, and I know I'm going to sound awful because I'm a Tottenham fan <laughs> who does a podcast. And everything. I really needed that break. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I I, I, I know this is going to sound so bad, but I really needed the Can break. I... I was so done. Yeah, I was so. However, done. just to make it seem realistic, I played FIFA on Saturday evening, put the game onto the highest difficulty, and played a match of Spurs just to make it feel normal. <laughs> and did you did you get an ass yep, whooping? Yep, did. Yep, yeah. Good. It was just like a normal um, weekend. <laughs> The final one is Tom Perk says, can either of you remember the last game you watched? It feels like months ago already. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I mean, I've been been watching all the games, pretty much all the games this season. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, even when you've just finished watching a match, the way it's been so bad, you kind of forget about it instantly. Um, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that, it does seem like it's been a long time. Yeah, big time. Um, yeah, no, well, the last game was the last Tottenham game. Yeah. Um, getting knocked out the Champions League. <laughs> um, yeah, that that was, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving Discuss on. Discuss that one, that's um, done. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that is our podcast this week. Um, hopefully our rambling has been of interest. Um, I, I'm sure people probably have their own ideas about what should happen with this season or not happen with this season. Get in touch, let us know. Uh, we will be back next week. Now, there isn't going to be any Tottenham to talk about. There's probably going to be more of the same to talk about. Uh, but we will be back, um, even if it's a, a shorter show, even if it's to talk about some of the hilarious transfer rumours that are out there. Yeah. Whilst sports journalists try their best to keep... England I mean, they've got nothing to do right now. So I reckon, no. do you know I reckon they're doing it? They've cool. got three hats, okay? Yeah. The first hat has got players' names. The second yeah. hat has got a club, and the third yeah. hat has got transfer loan, like two bits of paper in it. And that's what they're doing. They're just going, yeah. and this week it's going to be, yeah. oh, okay, that player. Well, we, um, I, I've got a running back with my brother how many Gareth Bale stories there will be before we resume. There's been two so far. <laughs> that's yeah. going to be loads. Yeah, it's not bad. Well, my money's on eight. He went ten. Oh, I reckon you're both too so, low. Yeah. 
Uh, we're we're going to see. I mean, it's got to be original source, so it can't just be the same story in eight different tabloids. It's got to be individual source. So so far, there's been one from Don Ballon in Spain and one from Marca. So where's yeah, he going so uh, far? Two, two so far. Yeah, two so far, and we got a little while left. So, but yeah, I went eight, he went ten. We'll see. <laughs> Anyone else wants to get involved, uh, the winner gets a car. No, yeah. I'm um, I'm yeah, six. Uh, yeah, Mate, thank you so much for stepping in. I know it was very last no minute. No worries. Um, love to Matt and family. Hopefully, get well soon. Uh, yeah. Things are on the well. Uh, look, everybody listening, stay well, stay indoors, follow the advice. I know it's ridiculous and it feels ridiculous, but trust me, this isn't something we want no. to spread around. Um, so yeah, follow the advice, take care, and hopefully we'll speak to each other again next week. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on you Spurs! And remember, to dare is to do.